You're listening to The Living Word with Danny Hodges of Calvary Chapel Fellowship in St. Pete. If your joy is not full as a Christian, probably at least part of your problem is that you're not rightly related to the body of Christ. You're not in fellowship, okay? Listen, the Bible says we are the church, the body of Christ. And if all you do is attend church, you'll never experience the fullness of joy that God has for every Christian. Sadly, many believers walk into the doors of their churches on Sunday and walk out a couple of hours later without ever really connecting with their fellow believers. While it's good that they come at all, they're missing out on the most critical element of being part of the church. As Pastor Danny explains in today's message, God designed this body to be in fellowship with each other. This doesn't mean simply standing side by side through a worship service, but interacting with honesty, vulnerability, and accountability. Now here's Pastor Danny in the book of 1 John chapter 1 with today's edition of The Living Word. This little epistle, of course, written by the Apostle John, they say about A.D. 100, he had been exiled to Patmos, and there he received what we know as the book of the Revelation, which if Jesus tarries, and I'm still around, uh, we're going to be going through again in the next few months as we finish 1st, 2nd, 3rd John and Jude. They say that he then moved from Patmos and was freed from that and moved to Ephesus. And they say that he could have written 1 John from Ephesus. doesn't really matter where he wrote it from. When he wrote it is more interesting to me because he's an older saint now. And you'll find, well, not just in this writing, but in uh, in, I think all of his writings, he, he addresses his hearers as dear children, an older saint talking to Uh, Younger saints, dear children in the faith. Um, False teachings had infiltrated the churches. And you also find John saying several times in his writings things like, you know, no, no. And the idea is the truth. You can know the truth. And Jesus said, if you know the truth, the truth will set you free. So 1 John chapter 1, verse 1, that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked at, and our hands have touched. That was John's privilege. He saw Jesus. He touched Jesus. He was with Jesus, which we've looked at, and our hands have touched. This we proclaim concerning the word of life. The life appeared. We have seen it, testified to it, and we proclaim to you the eternal life, which was with the Father and has appeared to us. We proclaim to you what we have seen and heard. But now catch this shift so that you also may have fellowship with us. And our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. We write this to make our joy complete. So understand what he's saying. Even though we haven't seen Him physically yet, even though we haven't touched Him physically yet, we can still have that fellowship with the Father and with the Son. And a little note here, he says, we write this to make our joy complete. Listen up very carefully. If your joy is not full as a Christian. Probably at least part of your problem is that you're not rightly related to the body of Christ. You're not in fellowship, okay? 
Listen, the Bible says we are the church, the body of Christ. And if all you do is attend church, you'll never experience the fullness of joy that God has for every Christian. Because you won't experience it unless you're rightly related to the body. It's a great challenge. But that's where the fellowship comes from. You know, we're the body of Christ. And some of us are uh, the hands. Some of us are the feet. Some of us are the eyes. I'm a big mouth, you know. (laughs) But that's fellowship with the members of the body. We write this to make our joy complete through the fellowship with the Father and the Son, Jesus Christ, and, of course, fellowship with one another. Now, verse 5, this is the message we have heard from him and declare to you. God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. If you'd like to place a marker here or just just stay there and listen, I'm going to go to John's Gospel, uh, chapter 1. Listen how John opens the Gospel of John, chapter 1, verse 4. In him was life, and that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, but this translation says the darkness has not understood it. The real uh, better translation would be the darkness has not overcome it. The idea is the light comes, and no matter what response the darkness has to the light, the light's going to shine. The light is going to shine. The darkness won't overcome it. No darkness in God. God is light. Light. Uh, And light reveals things. Are you with me? James chapter 1 verse 17 says, uh, every good and perfect gift... Good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. He's always the same, yesterday, today, and forever. God is light. In him there's no darkness at all. Now, verse 6, if we claim to have fellowship with him, yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not live by the truth. John will open up uh, his little second John letter And he will say this, verse 4, it gives me, it has given me great joy to find some of your children walking in the truth. Some of your children walking in the truth. Those are the ones walking in the light. What does it mean to walk in darkness? Well, it's not deep. It's not deep. Everybody can understand it. To walk in darkness is simply you're hiding something. There's something that has not come open before God. And if it hasn't come open before God, uh, it hadn't come open before others either. Something to hide. But, verse 7, if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. So there's something that you got to have if you're going to have real fellowship. There's an openness. If we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And, catch this, the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. Now, that's interesting, because he doesn't seem to be talking about uh, the forgiveness of sin that you get through faith in Jesus Christ when you're born again, you repent and receive Christ as Lord and Savior. He's talking about uh, a daily thing uh, in your walk, that as we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. In other words, sin can't get a hold of us. Because we got nothing to hide. Are you with me? You understanding this? Verse 8, if we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves. And the truth is not in us. Now, I think that has a double meaning. Uh, you know, for someone to say, well, I'm not, I'm not a sinner, you know. Well, that's crazy. God says, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So that's one meaning. Uh, but the second is... Again, in the context, you're hiding something, and when confronted with it, 
You just keep denying it. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves. And the truth is not in us. Verse 9, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. And again, in the context, he's talking about someone that really knows the Lord, but has something hidden, something that needs to be cleansed, something that needs to be dealt with. And God's saying, if we'll just confess, he wants to purify us in a fresh way so that we can once again walk in the light. We got nothing to hide before God and before one another. And then verse 10, if we claim we have not sinned, we make him out to be a liar, and his word has no place in our lives. I think that's the same idea as verse 8. I mean, if we're going to deny it, if we're not going to own up to it, the word has no effect on us. I mean, we hear the word, and we don't let the word do the cutting, you know, and the conviction. There's no place for the word in our lives. It's not doing us any good to read the word or hear the word. I mean, it just doesn't do any good. We walk away the same, no different. And then two more verses, beginning in chapter 2. My dear children, here he goes. Here's this experienced, aged, mature saint. My dear children, I write this to you so that you will not sin. Now, what does that mean? Well, the writing is inspired by the Holy Spirit. This is the Word of God. I write this to you so that you will not sin. How many understand that for me not to sin and for you not to sin, the Word of God has got to be a vital part of my life on a daily basis? Sanctify them by the truth, John 17, 17. Jesus prayed that. Your Word is truth. Uh, When Jesus was tempted by the devil in the wilderness, I think most of us know probably, all of us, every time the devil tempted him, uh, how was Jesus' response? What did he respond? He said, it is written. That's how he gained the victory. It is written. It's the word of God. I write this to you so that you will not sin. But it doesn't stop there. But if anybody does sin, we've been there. All of us have been there. We failed. But if anybody does sin, we have one who speaks to the Father in our defense. Jesus Christ, the righteous one. Did you read that? Do you get the full impact of that? Listen, you talk about a defense lawyer. And he's not going to send you a bill. His whole bill was paid at the cross. He paid the bill for us. I mean, my goodness. You talk about a defense lawyer. We fail. But if we're just willing to own up to it now and confess, Jesus Christ will go before the Father and say, Dad, Father, we got that one covered. Thanks for joining us today to study the book of 1 John. There's so much to learn, so we hope that you'll keep coming back to study with Pastor Danny Hodges. You can find more of the messages from this series right now at our website, ccfstpete.church. Just click on Sermons. You'll be directed to our YouTube page, where you can watch a number of teachings from Calvary Chapel Fellowship and subscribe to our channel. Come connect with us on social media as well. You'll find The Living Word on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and be able to jump into the conversations there. 
If you happen to be in the St. Petersburg area, we'd love to meet you. Every message you hear on The Living Word comes from a teaching Pastor Danny has shared at Calvary Chapel Fellowship, and you're invited to join us for our weekly services. Come just as you are for a time of worship, fellowship, and studying the Bible on Saturday at 6 p.m. or Sundays at 9 and 11 a.m. We're excited to welcome you into our family of faith. You'll find directions and more information at our website. Again, that's ccfstpete.church. We also live stream our services. So if you can't make it in person, join us online. You'll find a link at the top of the page at ccfstpete.church. That's all we have time for today. Tune in next time to join Pastor Danny in 1 John right here on The Living Word.